This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare born from the spa. Milk and Honey sources and uses the safest possible ingredients in both their spa treatments and product lines, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. I recently went to their Brentwood location to treat myself to a spa day. In addition to having a wonderful and deeply therapeutic massage, I really appreciated how peaceful and relaxing the spa environment is. The lounge that is available for guests pre and post treatments felt like a little sanctuary and retreat away from the outside hustle and bustle of LA. We are so excited to now be able to offer our listeners a discount at all milk and honey spas, including both LA locations in Culver city and Brentwood. We are even more excited to partner with them to offer a spa package called the courageous wellness retreat, a 60 minute milk and honey signature massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. And for all our listeners in any location, their online boutique offers products from the milk and honey line and from other top brands, including Osea Malibu, super goop, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. Courageous Wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any Milk and Honey location with code CW podcast. Visit milkandhoneyspa.com to find a location near you. And if you want to try the Courageous Wellness Spa package at a special discounted rate, use the code Courageous Wellness Retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. And you can find all this information in our show notes. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French, and this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have a wonderful episode for you this week with Andrea Nakayama. Um, 
and it's all about functional nutrition. And we're going to get into that shortly, but as usual, we're going to do a weekly update, just check in with myself and Erica. Um, this week, I don't know. I would say my update is just that I went to an amazing comedy show on Friday night, last Friday. And I think I talked about going to it or about to go to it last week, but, um, it was with the comedian Mateo Lane, who is absolutely smart, hilarious, just, just incredible, an incredible performer too. And, um, my husband and I laughed our butts off. We just like laughed so hard. We cried. And it really made me think about laughter and wellness. Um, and we did once we did a, an episode with me at Lux really with about laughter, about comedy and how that can really play into our personal wellness routines and how important it is to laugh. And even like the biochemical, um, effects of laughing on the body and the brain. Um, but it just, there's like, there's nothing that feels better than like laughing so hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, laughter is so important. That was, yeah, that was a great episode with Mia Lux. Um, we can link it in the show notes of this episode and we should definitely have her back on because her life has transformed so much since she was last on the show and she's doing such cool things. Um, but that was such a good episode and yeah, actually listening to you talk, it kind of reminded me separately what I thought my update was going to be, but what it is, is I've been watching some like terrible, good reality TV, (laughs) um, which I also find is like a, it's like a form of self-care for me too, right? Like, um, just pure enjoyment of reality TV that, you know, (laughs) and just like seeing human behaviors that I would never participate in, or especially now at this point in my life, but I love, um, you've probably never seen it, but Vanderpump rules on Bravo is probably my favorite reality TV show. It is so good. I think it's so good. It's, um, it's just so good. I'm not really like, I mean, I love all TV and I've like watched housewives on and off, you know, for the last, whatever, since they came out, but I'm not really a housewives like I don't watch them religiously if it's on and someone's watching it, I'll like enjoy it or ingest it. But Vanderpump Rules, it's just so good. It's like it's just a really good reality show. I think it's because it's that magic formula of they were all really friends before they filmed and they were all like dating and married to each other. And and maybe it's also because they're more our age, like they're like the show started when they were in their 20s. Now they're in their 30s. I think summer in their forties, but, um, it's just a really good show. So I've been, I'm really happy. That's back. I've been enjoying that. Nate and Jeremiah is back. Day, I'm so happy. I know I can't the day we're recording this. I cannot wait. It's my favorite show. I, I am in love with both Nate and Jeremiah. I tell my husband all the time. They're my, they're my couple's goals for us. I'm like, this is who I want us to be is Nate and Jeremiah. Um, I just love them so much. So good comfort TV. And then it's weird because it's not strawberry season, but I, maybe it's because, you know, we're fortunate in Los Angeles to have many air ones. Now they're all over and air one has made popular. The Haley Bieber smoothie is like a strawberry based smoothie. And 
you know, it's a $21 smoothie and I'm not opposed. We've talked on our sober curious episodes, like people don't bat an eye at a $20 cocktail, but the $20 air one smoothies get such a bad rap. Um, so it's not that, you know, spend your money how you want to spend your money, but I, I don't want to spend my money on a $20 cocktail or a $20 smoothie to be completely honest. Um, but I do love strawberries. And so anyway, I'm really into strawberry smoothies. And I just wanted to share um, my favorite smoothie recipe right now in case it inspires everyone, even though it's cold and we're having like a big cold front coming into LA. It actually might snow in LA and Ventura County. Up in, And I'm like up in the Hills. Malibu mountains of sorts. Like I'm up in the Santa Monica mountains. And so, you know, we could get some snow, which is freaking crazy. Um, I think Ojai is going to get a lot of snow, which is, or, you know, snow's coming (laughs) wild. When I was actually a senior in high school in Malibu, it snowed in 2006. So it does happen, but I digress. My point is it's not really like cold strawberry smoothie season, but I love it. And this one tastes like a milkshake and, um, I'm just going to share the recipe. It's a chocolate protein for my protein. I use the Elmhurst cashew milk only has, I think two ingredients, just like cashews and water, but it's a higher fat milk so that you, I use it kind of as my fat and my base when I make this smoothie. Cause I really want the strawberry taste more than anything else. Um, so cashew milk by Elmhurst, a good chocolate protein. I love the be well by Kelly protein is my favorite right now. Um, and then I have acacia fiber, a bunch of frozen strawberries and so much frozen spinach. And it just tastes like a chocolate strawberry smoothie. Oh, and then the secret ingredient is the Saqqara metabolism super powder because it's just like this delicious, fudgy, rich chocolate flavor that goes so well with the strawberries and the chocolate protein. And it has good for your gut benefits and you get all that spinach and I love it. And it's a great meal, snack, dessert, depending on, you know, how much you portion out, but I'm loving it. And that's, that's, that's kind of my jam. So I wanted to share and the Saqqara metabolism super powder has a cult following for a good reason. It's delicious. The benefits are really there. I definitely notice, um, my bloat is improved when I take it. It definitely curbs sugar cravings too, as someone with a sweet tooth. Um, it's just delicious and it's good for you. And, uh, yeah, you should check it out, read the ingredients, see if you want to add it to your life and you can save 20% with our code exo courageous, um, using Sakara. And I don't know if anyone can hear, but my little puppy is barking in the background. No, so can't. I don't know if you'd hear it, but it's distracting no. me as I go off on tangents. <laughs> anyway. Um, hi, Layla. Shout out to her puppy. My little pups. Um, I just wanted to remind everybody as well that this episode is brought to you by Milk and Honey, uh, which is a brand that is near and dear to mine and Erica's heart at this point. Um, we've been working with them a long time. And they're a female-funded, female-founded brand out of Austin, Texas. They have many spa locations all around Texas, two in Los Angeles, one in Chicago. Um, And they also have an online boutique and store. They carry their own products, which are all um, described to be hyper clean and smell delicious. Um, Delicious is a weird thing to say about a product, right? Because it's not something you eat, but it's like a yummy smell. I think I say that all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Smell divine. And then also they carry other, 
brands uh, in their boutiques, such as uh, OCM Malibu, Supergoop Sunscreen, um, the list goes on. So if you would like to save 20% at any of the spas or online for any of their products, uh, use the code CWPODCAST at checkout and that then you'll save 20%. So um, with that, we have a great episode and we should get to it today. Absolutely. All right. So today on the podcast, we speak with Andrea Nakayama, CEO of the Functional Nutrition Alliance and the creator of the Full Body Systems Approach. As a functional medicine nutritionist, educator, and speaker, she is a pioneer in the movement to transform healthcare into a system that works for all individuals and is regularly consulted as a top expert for the toughest autoimmune and chronic illness cases. Andrea's own journey was sparked when she was seven weeks pregnant and her husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor and given six months to live. That experience not only motivated her to reclaim her own health story, but also emboldened her to get to the roots of the chronic and autoimmune illness epidemic in the United States. And so today we discuss Andrea's own journey and have a detailed conversation with tangible tips on nutrition and functional medicine. So enjoy the episode. This episode is brought to you by Ned. Let's talk about CBD. The CBD market feels really saturated these days, doesn't it? It seems like you can get it at any coffee shop or grocery store, and many CBD brands actually source their hemp from industrial hemp farms in China. The brand that we love, and more importantly, the brand that we trust is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world, and Erica and I only partner with brands that we ourselves use. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their website. Ned is also USDA certified organic with all products extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Peonia, Colorado. How is that for knowing exactly where your CBD comes from? We have both been longtime users of Ned. I rely on the full spectrum hemp oil to help with anxiety and the hormone balance blend has been a game changer as I transitioned off of birth control. And today we want to talk about Ned's new product, which has been in development for over a year, the de-stress blend. I've gone through two bottles since it's come out and I could not be more obsessed with the benefits and the effects. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health a key player in your mental health and cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Also Ned's quality speaks for itself. The products have over 1500 five-star reviews and they work with incredible partners within the medical field, like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on this podcast. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code CWPODCAST. Visit Hello 
slash CW podcast to get access. That's H E L L O N E D.com forward slash CW podcast to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. You can also find a link in our show notes. Well, thank you, Andrea, for joining us today. Um, Erica and I are looking forward to this conversation. We have been following your work for a little while now. So <clears throat> so thank you for joining us on the show. And I'm sure our audience is um, going to get a lot out of this uh, conversation. So just to get started, can you share with us a little bit about your personal journey, your background, and how it led you into the world of functional nutrition? Yeah, thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here with you both. And uh, I too have a background in health coaching, but that was only after a huge career change for me, which came post losing my husband to a brain tumor. So I had a completely different career. And my husband was diagnosed when I was seven weeks pregnant with our first and only child. So this passion that I had for food and cooking really quickly turned into how can I think about food differently? And that felt like an area for me where I had some influence over everything we were doing medically. So of course, he had two craniotomies and went through radiation and several different kinds of chemotherapy all while I was pregnant. But I was thinking, what else can we be doing to support his system? So I think of that time as my boot camp in nutrition and uh, actually in functional nutrition, although I didn't know what it was called at the time or didn't have a name for it, even though functional medicine existed. And he lived beyond his uh, prognosis. He was given about six months to live. He lived almost two and a half years. So he wasn't expected to see our son born, but he was there for a good imprinting 19 months of his life. He died when our son Gilbert was 19 months old. But that was really a wake up for me of the powers of not just quote unquote food as medicine, but also where there are a number of gaps in our medical system, which is amazing, but does leave some pretty significant gaps that, you know, it is my mission to help fill with a new kind of practitioner. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. And wow, is it inspiring and powerful and there's so much I'm excited to talk about and break down in it. And um, you're definitely speaking our language. Like this, I think is one of our favorite conversations to have because we believe in this so much. Um, Can I ask just quickly though, what were you doing before? Um, Like you said, you were in a totally different field. Was it a huge jump? What were you doing before? Huge jump. Yeah. I mean, a huge jump, but it's all related, right? Mm. So I worked in book publishing. So I was a production (laughs) director. So very different career. And I love how it's coming full circle now. And I have a book deal. But that production background definitely has made its way into my work. So the way I think through systems, the way I create them graphically, the kind of education that I hold has that production value behind it because of that background. And that's something I love knowing about my own journey and encouraging those who go through my training program that it's not like a, if even if it's a second or a third or a fourth career, that there's this beautiful through line that we bring with us. And so 
yeah. that part of my background and the writing, it's all there. It's all in my yeah. work now. It's so similar to Allie and I both have entertainment backgrounds um, in production and different different fields, but it comes into play so much, I think, in both the podcast and in our work as health coaches. So I just, I love that because I think that's also really beautiful and inspiring because you almost, like you said, you had to teach yourself. You you learned this through your own experience, which I think is really powerful. And you were able, like you said, to really extend um, your husband's life, right? Way past yeah. his prognosis, which is truly incredible. So can you talk about, I'm sure most of our listeners aren't skeptics are not new to this world, but I think sometimes people can hear, right. Um, I mentioned right before we started recording, our listeners know that like I'm dealing with some chronic pain right now and I'm really trying to use food and to, to reduce my inflammation as I heal from this injury. But for anybody who's like, well, was it the food that helped his life prolong, right? Like, was it that? Can you maybe elaborate and expand on kind of the power of food as medicine, especially in um, relation to Western medicine, right? The combination of the two. Yeah. And I very much like to think of it as a yes. And because my passion is working with people with long-term chronic challenges and illnesses. So it's not a one or the other. It's not about putting our hands on our hips and saying like, you should be doing it through food. Or if you take medicine, you're bad or wrong or broken or couldn't do it. So it is what I like to think about as the influence that we have over our health outcomes. And there's a way, hopefully we'll get into some of the systems where I think into what is our influence versus our control and what's the terrain that we're working with. With, and food and nutrition more so and lifestyle changes actually does make a difference. It changes things internally. So I don't think as food of food as medicine as like food can be your medicine. It can be in certain areas, but I think of it more as helping to shift the terrain and change the outcomes as well as where we have more agency. So some of those gaps in healthcare exist in the time between seeing our doctors, right? So there's a long time and many hours in the day between when we're actually seeing our medical providers. And that's where we have personal influence and agency and not just relying on the rules of medicine alone to help us. Are there times where I think we can do it without the medication? Sure, but it really is dependent on each and every individual case. Yeah, thank you for I think your explanation of that. And also, I think you make a good point. Oftentimes, people think it has to be like one or the other, like, oh, I'm going the Western medicine route, or I'm going completely holistic. But it's like those, like the holistic and the integrative, I think that's the thing. It's an integrative approach to the body. And oftentimes we um, compartmentalize the body, the Western medicine system just does that in the, in the sense of the specialties, but also then, um, sometimes it takes us away from the fact that like the body is a connected, you know, (laughs) entity. And so whatever's going on in one part, um, might affect other parts and something like food, um, can be so powerful because it can support so many systems um, that help in the healing process or in our 
you know, metabolic health or in our energy in so many ways. And so, um, and that's connected to so many different sort of chronic illnesses that we're suffering with as a culture too right now. So, um, yeah, I'm curious, like, as you got into this space, um, I guess through your own experience, especially with your husband, I mean, that's so emotionally, um, literally quite the most life altering thing, but then to also have it while you're also going through the experience of having your first child. And it seems like it was a very, very kind of heightened time, um, in your life and, and opened you up to this, to this work, I think in a different way, I guess after kind of moving through that experience, however many years, you know, whatever that process looked like, did you then like, what was, I'm curious, like, what was the point where you were like, I think I'd like to transition and do this professionally? Yeah, that's such a great question. It's a really good question. Cause I think there is that wake up moment for each of us. And um, like I was saying, and like you just spoke to Allie, there are so many gaps that I was experiencing. So as somebody at the time in my thirties, this is over 20 years ago now. So at the time in my thirties, I was surprised by the gaps in medicine, right? I hadn't experienced them yet. We had maybe gone to the doctor for a little of this or a little of that. We hadn't had a big health crisis till that time in our lives. So it really did surprise me to see some of the limitations, which now I just take for granted and try to train people to understand that doctors are not trained in nutrition. They're not, even if they're functional doctors and they know something, they know nutrition matters. They maybe have 17 hours of nutrition training and they're tens of thousands, likely 70,000 hours of medical school. So there's the gap there, right? So I was experiencing all of these gaps. I was experiencing Isamu, my late husband, treated like his diagnosis. And I was like, he's not his diagnosis. He's a man with a diagnosis. Like what, what's happening here? So I was really uh, waking up to these challenges. I had like, it sounds like you two did or do a successful career. And then I was the sole breadwinner. So it was a hard thing to leave, to make a leap. And what happened for me through Isamu's illness and nurturing my pregnancy is I really dove in. Like I said, it was my boot camp. I was just learning everything I could. And I had a real passion for being the person who was making the healthy food delicious. I wanted that for Isamu because he was such a sensual person. I wanted to learn how to make the sweets because he had a sweet tooth, but I had was learning how sugar feeds cancer growth and so wanted to remove the refined sugar. So I was learning and then became this person that was the go-to for the healthy, yummy food. At that point, I had a friend who was diagnosed with colon cancer. She's a naturopath and I live in the world of naturopaths. And I kept like leaning in and leaning back and leaning in and leaning back and thinking, I want to help. No, they don't need me to help. They're naturopaths. What do they need me to help for? And I kept doing this dance. And ultimately she came to me and said, everybody else is going to take care of the food for the family. Will you take care of the food so I can heal from surgery? And at that point, I started researching, like, who can I look to to consult 
And that just made me realize that I had a calling that was something that I felt so passionate about and wanted to dive into. And although I had this amazing career, I had to take a leap. I had to make that leap because it was, um, it was calling me. It was bigger than me. And so that was that moment for me of, I think I have to do this. I'm scared, especially as a single parent at that point, but it's undeniable. Yeah, it's very courageous. And I think that's why, you know, we call our podcast Courageous Wellness, because be it a personal wellness journey, starting a company, a career leap, all of this work, all of this life, like life takes a lot of courage, right? And I think you're a really great example of that. And, you. you know, to dive into a little bit of the work that you do, because food is so emotional, as you mentioned, right? You wanted to create delicious food for your husband, right? That tasted good, that activated his sweet tooth, but that also, right, complemented his healing and some of the treatments he was going through. And I imagine because, right, especially when you're dealing with a chronic illness or chronic pain or some type of big diagnosis like cancer, it can be I don't want to say easier. I don't think it's easier at all, actually, because I think food is so emotional, right? So you're like, oh, you're telling me I have cancer and I can't have cookies or whatever it may be, right? Um, However, I was going to say, at least sometimes when you are faced with an illness, it's kind of like a wake-up call or a snap to like, well, right? Like this pain is so bad, right? Like even myself, this pain in my arm is so bad that if food and I've seen, I've struggled with GERD and a bunch of different things that I've been able to alleviate with the power of food. Um, It kind of can like be that nice little push or fire starter. But I think sometimes when we're a little bit stuck in the middle, you know, I think which is a lot of this country and a lot of people where it's like, I don't have a diagnosis. I'm not super sick, but I also don't feel very well, right? Like maybe I do have some, you know, I will say chronic pain, like people live in pain and just accept it or chronic headaches, different things like that, but they're able to live and manage it most of the time. I think that can be a little harder sometimes to maybe be like, I'm going to change the way I eat to support this. So can you maybe speak to how you're able and for any of our listeners who are kind of in that in between of maybe one foot in one foot out, how do you work with people to kind of change their relationship with food or see the power of food as medicine, while also, as you mentioned, honoring the fact that food is very emotional, right? And this, this is stuff that is hard to kind of change patterns with. Yeah, that there's a lot to tease apart in there that you said really brilliantly. And um, food is so complicated. And I always like to say food is not a handout because in functional medicine, what they do is give you a handout and like, I'm sorry, food is not a handout. And it's really entrenched in our histories, our cultures, our ancestry, our relationship to our body, our relationship to have and have not. And helping people on the journey with food is its own form, as you both know, of counseling and really looking at the why behind things. And that's where the functional nutrition piece comes in. In addition, I I don't always think that a large diagnosis, a big diagnosis is the motivating factor. Like I've been surprised in working with 
thousands of people that the cancer, the autoimmunity may not be the motivating factor, that it takes a deeper dive into those connections and correlations that are true for every single individual and different for every individual. And in my teaching, I've come up with a system that we get to look at that speaks to what you're talking about, Erica, in terms of how do we define ourselves or our clients or patients, depending on where we're sitting and ourselves is always an important piece. And I call it the big bigs, the big littles, the little bigs and the little littles. So the big bigs are people with big health issues who have already made a big effort. And this is my specialty. This is where I can really dive in. People might be eating three foods because they're reactive to everything. And how do we actually bring food back into the diet, right? So that's where I really have a passion. The big little has Crohn's disease, Hashimoto's, may have had cancer and doesn't have it anymore. And they're, you know, half in, half out, like you're talking about. The little big has those niggling things, but they're really interested in nutrition. That's my world. I live in here in Portland. So a long time ago, 15 years ago, when I was building my practice, I'm surrounded by people who are like, oh, a little bloating or say maybe some hormone issues, but like, what can I do? And um, loved the teaching. And then there's the little niggling things and like, I'm not so interested in nutrition and for me, I had to recognize that wasn't necessarily my audience. I go deep, I hold the space, I'm having the conversation. It's really that deeper understanding of our body. For me, the connection that answers your question with all that said really comes from the individual experience. So the mantra in my work, in my pod podcast is everything is connected. We are all unique and all things matter. And Ali, you were talking about the fact that everything is connected earlier. So everything is connected. We are all unique. All things matter. The motivation is going to be different for each of us. And my work is in discovering where that motivation and that connection comes from for each individual so that we're connecting what they're doing to their goal, not to my goal for them, but to their goal. And my goal as a functional nutritionist isn't to solve their health issue. It's to shift the terrain in which their health issue exists. I call that the roots and the branches. So I'm not um, I'm not a medical practitioner. So it's not my job to address the branch. It's my job to say that branch is occurring because of certain roots and the soil or terrain those roots live in, let's make it as impossible as possible for that branch to express itself. And making those connections for the individual helps them with that motivation and tracking and understanding like, oh, this feels good, this doesn't feel good, then it's theirs. And I think we give too much away in our healthcare. So I want to give it back to the patient and empower them. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, that was, that was really well said. And I think breaks down, you know, we always hear about functional medicine or functional anything, nutrition in this case, but as like getting to the root rather than treating the symptom. And the way you just described it actually gets a little bit more specific 
than that. I mean, it makes sense from a kind of a high concept explanation of it, but when you br- break it down in the in those ways. It's interesting, even like the the four circles you were talking about. I was like, oh, I can tell you what type of clients we mostly get too. Yes. Um, it's the it's the little little bigs. It's the yeah. people you know with the with the big interests, like the people yeah. who are saying like, hey, I want to I want to commit to doing this for myself because I'm super interested in this and I'm willing to explore what this is like to maybe have my bloat go away or whatever whatever the little is. Um, but the way you talk about it as a practitioner, even where your passions lie in that to connect to connect the things, that that create change in the soil so that the environment is ultimately different for this person whatever the ailment might be whatever if it's a big diagnosis or it's a smaller symptom but that they then have a different sort of yeah like environment or base to to have um those things kind of express themselves exactly makes, makes a lot of sense. So thank you for, I think that's like really great for our audience to hear it because I think it's a really, um, a simple way to look at it, but without, without eliminating the complexity and the individuality or the bio-individuality of every person. This episode is brought to you by Odyssey Mushroom Elixirs. Are you someone who relies on energy drinks to power through your day? Well, what if I told you that those energy drinks could be doing more harm than good? And that's where Odyssey Mushroom Elixir comes in. Unlike traditional energy drinks that are loaded with sugar and artificial ingredients, Odyssey is packed with natural ingredients, including functional mushrooms like lion's mane and cordyceps. These mushrooms have been used for centuries to improve mental clarity, increase focus, and boost energy levels. Not only do these mushrooms provide natural energy, but they also have a host of other health benefits. We've even done multiple episodes on the power of functional mushrooms, and we love that they can help support your immune system, reduce inflammation, and even improve your mood. With Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, there's no need to settle for a drink that's full of chemicals and empty calories. Odyssey's functional energy drink is the perfect way to get the energy you need without sacrificing your health. And it tastes really good. As someone who is no longer drinking alcohol, I also find this to be a fun and functional alternative to bring to parties, have as a post-work drink, and is a great afternoon pick-me-up. So if you're ready to make the switch, visit their website today to learn more and order your first case. Available in a variety of delicious flavors, there's something for everyone. My favorites include the blackberry lemon twist and orange ginger, but they're all wonderful. Plus, as a special offer for our podcast listeners, you can use the promo code CWPODCAST at checkout to receive 20% off your first order. So what are you waiting for? Ditch those unhealthy energy drinks and try a functional energy drink today. Visit their website at www.odysseyelixir.com and use promo code CWPODCAST for 20% off. Odyssey is also sold and shipped in the USA and you can find them at your local retailer. You can find all of this information in our show notes. You started your practice and you built your practice. And then can you tell us what the evolution to the Functional Nutrition Alliance, how, how did that happen? 
Yeah, yeah, that was a really interesting and surprising journey, which is super fun when we think about like, oh, what's your five year plan? Like, I never could have guessed what the five year plan would be. So for me, I started a practice and I was I had trained in nutrition, I went back through, I put myself back through five years of school, because my undergraduate degree was in art and design, and not in anything related to science or nutrition. So I had a lot of post back pre-med prereqs to do to get into a registered dietitian program that I ultimately didn't go to because I didn't want to move my child, who at the time would have been in second grade. He's in a senior in college now. So, you know, at that time, I didn't want to move him and have me be in graduate school while he was getting used to a new community. So I started amassing certifications at the time, including IIN. And it was during my time at IIN that I was like, wait, a lot of these people don't understand the science that I like, there's a lot missing, they don't know, like, what's the lymphatic system. And that was surprising for me as somebody who was moving into the realm of nutrition. And so I was really starting to anchor on what I was doing that was different or distinct, and using that to show up in my community teach classes on the connections between sugar and behavior for the kindergarten class, whatever it was, I was doing the things. And this is back in the day when IIN was live. So I was flying from the West Coast to the East Coast, once a month, at least, and I would come home and be like, okay, time to get clients. And it was happening, because I was putting myself out there. Eventually, there were people asking me to teach them, other graduates, because I was having results in my practice that other people weren't seeing, and my practice was growing very quickly. So I had a wait list, I was seeing people six days a week, and I really didn't recognize that I was doing something so different. Like I kept looking for what those distinctions were. Ultimately, I decided to start a, what I thought would be a small mentorship group for health coaches to learn more about the digestive system. And I started a one month training program, and it was much bigger than I had anticipated. And then I built the rest of the curriculum, which is called Full Body Systems. That's the main curriculum at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. So I started my practice in 2009. And I started the training program for practitioners in 2012. So I've now trained over 7,000 practitioners in over 68 countries. Most of them are coming from a lot of nurses and physicians assistants and health coaches, people who want that next step training in functional nutrition. And it really is, um, it brings together everything I love, the care for the patient, the filling the gaps, the education, the production value. And so I feel very fortunate that I've been able to work with and support so many practitioners and therefore so many more patients. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And it kind of shows like when you're doing work that you are really aligned with and that there's like, you know, a gap in the market for it too as well. Like you were able to identify that for sure. But um, how people respond to that. Yeah. So yeah, it's really cool to see. Um, So n now that you 
work. Well, I was going to say, can you share with us, like if any, because we do also have some other health coaches and practitioners, nurses for sure that are listeners to the podcast. If anybody's interested in, in this program, um, full body systems, what is the curriculum like entail, not from a content perspective, but from a, um, a commitment, is it an online program? Like obviously mm-hmm. now everything has completely yep. gone virtually, <laughs> but what can you share with us a little bit about what that experience is like? If anyone's interested. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is a 10 month training in the science and art of functional nutrition. The content is curated and dripped out every single week. There are, it's, it's both synchronous and asynchronous. So the uh, teaching, which is my teaching, is released each week. And then there are live components, Q&As with me, Q&As with my nutrition team, a live message board, bonus sessions. So there are seven main modules, other which go through digestive, immune, urinary, cardio, endocrine, uh, neuro, and reproductive. So those are the main intensives each four weeks long. And we're really learning to reshape and reframe the way we approach healthcare, understanding systems biology, which is at the core of a functional practice. It's that recognition that everything in the body is connected. We can't talk about the brain without talking about the gut. We can't talk about hormones without talking about detoxification, which we can't talk about without talking about the gut. And um, I'm a storyteller and a writer. So it's engaging content. And my hope is that people can turn around and tell the stories of how the body functions to their clients and patients to make that education and empowerment a key piece of the wellness journey. Yeah. You know, it, it always blows. I think Allie and I too are very passionate about like education, right? Like nutrition education. And I think even with what we do with the podcast, right? Like we have all different types of people on the show, all different types of modalities. And, you know, we even have a disclaimer at the beginning of our show, right? That's like, these are not our opinions. We want people to be able to take what they need to take and leave what doesn't fit because this isn't one size fits all. And what maybe we would do or someone else would do might not be what you would do. Right. So I think this education component is really important. And also I think it blew my mind personally. And I know, I think Allie and I have had many conversations about this, you know, both of our entry points had to do with, of course, our own journeys into wellness. That's why we start the podcast with personal journeys. But, you know, before we had our own journeys, I I can't believe I didn't know anything, right? Like I didn't know anything about anything. And again, it blows my mind because this education, this knowledge is is power, right? It's power to fundamentally make choices um, for your health. And so many of us think we're making good choices. And it's not that we're not. It's just like you said, inflammation, the gut, all of this is so layered and connected in ways that again, we're not taught. So how could we know? And so, you know, with this show, we, we do love to give our audience some like tangible tips to maybe like leave with and take with them from the conversation. And so my question is, what do you think is the most important place to begin? Like from your experience, if someone is at a new beginning, I would say, because yeah. you know, either their first beginning or a new beginning at a different layer of their journey. 
What have you found is one of the most important places to start and what's something everyone can do after listening today to help their health and wellness? Yeah. And I, I'm going to go back to this concept of the roots just to frame this up because I'm a real contextualist. So I like to have context. So just to anchor on that notion a little bit more of the roots and the branches, when, when I look at any chronic condition, there are always three roots we want to be looking at, the genes, digestion, and inflammation. We can't change our genes, but we can change the expression of our genes, that's called epigenetics. So each of those three roots has soil or terrain that we can work with. So around our genes, it's food, movement, environment, and mindset. We can't talk about nutrition without talking about digestion. So there's a circle of influence around digestion and a circle of influence around inflammation. Any sign, symptom, or diagnosis that you can label for yourself is a branch. And so a first step for us all is recognizing that any sign, symptom, or diagnosis, I'm going to call it bloating, migraines, PMS, or, you know, fibromyalgia or Hashimoto's, those are all branches. And so when we're trying to address something at the branch level, we're likely going to be stuck in the seeking, which is a sympathetic state. And we cannot heal in a sympathetic state. Sympathetic state is our nervous system in fight or flight. And so many of us are seeking the answer, the test, the protocol, and we're stuck in that realm of looking for the next pill, the next protocol, the next practitioner. Is it ketogenics? Is it intermittent fasting? Is it that supplement? And that's a not a state of healing. And it's also not a state of honoring and listening to our bodies because we're treating ourselves like we're broken and something to be fixed. So for me, and I think this is a hard pill to swallow, there is power in becoming parasympathetic dominant, being in the rest and digest, calming our entire nervous system to be able to listen into our very own bodies so that we are asking the right questions and we're more empowered. You will never hear me telling everybody they need to go take XYZ because like you've been saying, bioindividuality rules. But what we need to do to understand that story is really, really tune in. And that's where I think tracking is an amazing tool, although tracking is also complicated for people who have may have more complex relationships with their bodies. So I don't always start with food tracking, we may be poop tracking, we may be sleep tracking, we may be cycle tracking. But those the, the opportunity to track actually allows us to develop the relationship with ourselves and our insides and the messages that I think are missing in our constant quest to finally feel better or be in some body that we think is a notion of perfection. Yeah, you make a really good point too, because I think like there's so much trust in the other, right? Like what yeah. is this practitioner gonna tell me to do? What is this influencer gonna tell me to do? What can I buy to feel my best? But what you're saying is so yeah it's just so true and it it really hits home 
We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you a little bit about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Allie and I are both certified integrative health coaches. Allie has advanced training in hormone health, and I have advanced training in gut health. And we now offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. We continued our education and received certification through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that combines nutrition, coaching, and business. We love the program and have had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, or even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. So we are very excited to be able to offer a discount to Courageous Wellness listeners to study at IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, or medical industry experts. To receive up to $2,500 off of your tuition, use one of our names, either Allie French or Erica Stein at the time of enrollment to receive the tuition discount. We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful programs. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten-free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order seed daily symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code courageous 15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. This is not the first time we've talked about the nervous system for sure. I'm sure our listeners sometimes did we go in waves, but like, are probably like, you know, some of them probably have heard it ad nauseum, but it's a good thing to remember because again, the way that you can tell you have a storytelling background because you're very good at sharing it in a way and contextualizing it in a way that creates kind of a bigger picture where it's not just like, because sometimes even seeking holistic modalities is no different than seeking any other quote unquote band-aid or um, something that's going to treat the symptom. And I don't know why. 
I've just never been able, I, I've just never articulated that for myself until you just expressed it in that way where it's like, it doesn't matter. It's wonderful. Like something like acupuncture, which I love and has helped me yeah. in many ways. Um, but if I'm constantly seeking, regardless of what the thing is, whether it's a supplement or a this or a that without getting into the parasympathetic, without kind of getting in tune with what's going on in my body, um, because even when you're talking about tracking, I think so oftentimes we just go on overdrive or or kind of override what we yes. actually might be experiencing that there's a disconnect. So you don't yes. remember or you don't like, oh, that was that, but that was a few days ago or something like that. But to get present, like the tracking helps us get present in that way. Like you said, whether it's sleep, it doesn't have to just be food, but just getting in tune with how we're functioning in our bodies and and how our bodies are expressing that from any moment to moment. I don't know. Just thank you for sharing that. I think yeah. um, that's a really great tip that anybody can apply, but also applies to the uniqueness of each individual that might be yeah. listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the reflection. And uh, you know, there's so much, there's so much noise right now around health and wellness. And I think we are giving it all away. And that's a disempowered way to show up, whether it's to our acupuncturist or our naturopath or our functional medicine doctor or our functional nutrition counselor or our health coach, we're showing up disempowered, giving it all away, whereas we each have an expertise to bring, right? And I can't be the expert in you, Allie. Only you could be the expert for you. And I have to make room for you to be the expert in you. And that way we're in a therapeutic partnership. And that's another core principle of a functional practice, that there is a therapeutic partnership. Mm. I had this experience today. I mean, not even with the nutrition component, but again, just like t trusting your intuition and getting in tune. And as I've mentioned, now I'm dealing, which is a new layer. That's why I said a new beginning. Cause I've had so many new, like fresh starts in my own health and wellness journey and dealing with chronic pain and mobility issues is definitely a new journey for me. But I was at my physical therapist, um, today and there's always like a, a part of our healing protocol that I don't always love. I've never actually loved it. And I, every time I'm battling myself with, I'm going to ask him not to do this today, but I'm like, but he knows better, right? He's the doctor. He, he knows what's going on in my body with my arm. And, um, we did it today and it hurts. It was horrible. It was excruciating and like something popped out of place and pinched a nerve and it was horrible. And the whole time I was like, you knew Erica, you knew that your body wasn't ready for this yet. And, um, it's empowering sometimes even those mistakes, I guess that's my point is yes. like the learning curve of, um, ah, okay, next time I go, I'm going to trust myself when something doesn't feel right in my body. So I think sometimes even the trial and error of figuring it out for yourself is part of the process too. Yes. But, um, yeah, so this didn't have to do with nutrition, but I think it's all connected because the more we can trust our intuition or our gut, the better off our health is going to be overall. Yes. Yeah. It's a great story. And it really speaks to, I'm sorry, you experienced the pain, but it's a great story in trusting yourself and speaking up for ourselves. And I do think that we are expecting too much out of our medical 
or health practitioners because we're expecting them to be everything and we're expecting them to know everything or be the expert in us. And they're just not. Yeah. And I guess I just have one more question that goes back to almost the beginning, right? Where you mentioned it's it's this relationship between both Western and holistic and, and the whole thing. And, you know, I think sometimes, even for myself, the more knowledge you have, sometimes it can be um I want to say scarier, right? But for instance, I've taken more Advil in the last two months than I probably have in the last 10 years to be at least the last like six years. Um, And that's a battle for me, right? With like, okay, well, I have this pain and anti-inflammatories do help. And I know how they're impacting my gut health. And I will say, I also know how to support my gut health while I'm in adding the Advil into my more regular routine. But I don't know if you have any advice for me, anybody who's kind of in that space where it's like, okay, I have to do these things that I know maybe aren't helping my health in the most holistic way, but they're helping the pain I'm in or they're helping the situation I'm into. Yeah, it's a really, really good question. And I think one of the other things we have to disentangle or untangle these days in healthcare is working out of our scope, right? Not that you are knowing what you know, but I think we forget how to be patients when we are practitioners. So we start playing and looking to Google for everything that we think is going to fit into our knowledge base and tell us what to do. So I do think there's a place and there's blurry lines. It's not distinct, but there's a place for our medical practitioner. There's a place for us to be patients. There's a place for adjunct practitioners practitioners like health coaches and functional nutrition counselors. And then it is about supporting ourselves with every decision we make. Every single decision has a risk and reward. And this goes back to your motivation question. When we understand the risk and reward enough, we are actually uh, making that decision. Let's say if I'm going to go out and drink a glass of wine, and I know that wine doesn't work well with my particular body, that's not a, a, you know, a statement about wine, but for my particular body, right? So what's the risk and reward I'm willing to make, and it used to be different than it is now. So that risk reward, I'm going to feel like this tomorrow, I'm going to feel like this during the event or whatever it is, is mine to make. And when I understand it, it's different. So you are doing your body good, unfortunately, by taking the Advil because you're calming the inflammatory response, which can go on overdrive in the short term, and you're supporting your gut, and you have the knowledge to make sure that you're not staying on that Advil long term, which is really where the damage comes in. And so it's that risk reward in every moment and the reward in this moment of quelling the inflammation is worth the risk of the of the gut damage that you're nervous about because you're going to support it and you need that anti-inflammatory, right? So it's this constant dance that we're in with breakfast, with bedtime, with hydration. It's it's constant, but if we can just be in it with more fluidity and grace, that's where I think we are living life and taking care without so much of the panic and worry. I love that. That's so helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything you shared with us today. I feel like we could pick your brain for a long time. Um, but as we as we start to wrap up, we always 
ask our guest three wrap-up questions. And I'm actually really interested to hear um, your answer to our first one, which is how do you practice self-care on a daily basis? And do you have any non-negotiables for yourself? Yeah. Non-negotiables are a huge part of how I look at health. So it's tier one non-negotiables, and they're going to be different for each of us Uh, at Functional Nutrition Alliance. I've defined the non-negotiables as sleep, poop, and blood sugar balance. So those are definitely non-negotiables for me. But for me, a key personal non-negotiable is my morning routine Mm -hmm. and taking that time to really be with and take care of myself before I engage with any email, Slack, social media, I just do not, it's actually two and a half hours before I will engage. I'm waking up at five to make that two and a half hours, but I'm starting with small, short practices that are layered on top of each other. Cause I have a little bit of what I'm going to call functional ADD. So I can't like meditate for an hour, but I can meditate for 10 minutes. I can pull a tarot card, I can do a half hour of posture exercise, right? So I have an entire routine that sets me up for what I'm going to call the tumult of the day, because there's a lot to manage at the Functional Nutrition Alliance with a big team and lots of people that were serving always the, you know, trying to grow and be out there for the mission while also trying to build my personal brand and write a book and do those things. So it's a lot to hold and I need non-negotiable that time to take care of myself. Also, I have a bedtime that is a non-negotiable. <laughs> I, lo- I love sleep, poop and blood sugar balance. Like I feel like that might be both of ours as well. Um, Okay. So the next question we always ask is what does being courageous mean to you? That's another good question. Um, I think courageous is is about not being a perfectionist. It's about being able to do what I call roll the snowball. Like if there is something big you want, not being overwhelmed by the summit, but being courageous enough to take the first step and seeing what that brings and then courageous enough to take the next step. And I think we equate being courageous with the big leap, whereas I think we have to be courageous to take the small steps. Yeah, that's a good one. And um, do you have a book recommendation? And it can be on anything, but just something that's meant something to you personally um, at any at any point in your life, really. Just yeah. something that you love and you'd want to refer. Yeah, I'm trying to think just uh, off the top of my head. It's such a good one. I actually love reading books and tuning into things that are not health and nutrition related. Mm-hmm. So I'm a lover of mental models and problem solving. And so... Daniel Kahneman's book, um, thinking, I think fast to think, think slow to think fast. I'm forgetting the name of it, but Daniel Kahneman is the, is the author things that help us to reframe the way we think about things versus the what to do, which is why it's hard for me to write a book because people want me to tell them the steps to take, like don't eat gluten, do this. But 
for me, it's really about how we approach it. So my favorite books, um, and most recently, I'm going to point to Kahneman's books um, as a as an example. Thank you. Um, well, it was a pleasure having you today. And if anyone wants to find your work, follow you, um, you know, learn more or get involved in the uh, Functional Nutrition Alliance, where can they do that? Well, you can always go to fxnutrition.com. You can also go to andreanakiyama.com. That will lead you back to the Functional Nutrition Alliance, to my podcast, The 15-Minute Matrix, and to any of the work that I'm doing that's more geared on towards the patient population, which is all in the writing realm more than the counseling realm, but lots to dive into there as well. Well, thank you, Andrea. And when your book is out, please come back and we'd love, love to, to have you back. 2025. Oh, so keep going. It takes forever. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you again. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.